God is good. All right, here's the million-dollar question. Are you guys ready? Is anybody ready? All right. How many turned their heat on the other day? Wow, a lot of you didn't. Boy, you're strong. I'm telling you. I shivered with that wind the other day. Woo! Anyway, God is good. Can you believe September is gone? So we're going to have our first Wednesday of the month. That's always in-house. Amen? And this one is October 5th, 7 p.m. It's going to be our baptism service. Amen? Church family, it's going to be good. If you have not been water baptized, what are you waiting for? It's a, a command of the Lord. Yes, you'll get to heaven if you're not water baptized, but when Jesus asks us to do something, you go ahead and do it. Amen? You can register online. You can stop at the Welcome Center. They'll give you some uh, more info. That same night, the children's ministry is going to have their annual Nerf night, 7 p.m. This is kind of their big thing because we do it under black lights over there. It's really cool. You got to see it. We shut all the lights and we have black lights in the ceiling. They need to bring their own gun. If they don't have ammo, we will have ammo here. And that's for three years to sixth grade and all other teens and the younger grades will be going on at the same time also. Sound good, church family? Sound good, church family? As the world gets darker, we got to get brighter and brighter. Amen. Amen. Joe Morris is going to be over the time. Joe Morris moves in the supernatural with the gifts of the Spirit also. So we're going to have a special evening service. But you can check him out on YouTube every Wednesday. He does a short 10-minute clip of what is going on, the current events of what's going on that point to the return, the soon return of Jesus. And I love the way he says it. Looking at the return of Jesus is not to make us sit down. We're getting close to the finish line. What do you do when you get close to a finish line in a race? You pump a little bit harder, amen. So we're pumping harder for Jesus, trying to get more people saved, having prayer meetings, doing what we need to do. We're believing for, I think it was 33 people that took 101 the other day. We're believing for many people to be water baptized also, amen. It's not about numbers, it's about lives, amen. And I just pray that the Lord will give on to us a spirit of wisdom, boldness, and revelation that we can share the gospel on the people's level, our neighbors, our family, so forth and so on. A amen? Sometimes we think we have to just go in there and bash them over the head with the gospel. Here's a good way to share the gospel. Invite them over for dinner. Invite them over for a cup of coffee. Invite them and just talk. Pray before your meal. And watch how questions start arising. Amen? Amen. Don't be one in cuckoo. You better get saved or you're going to hell. That doesn't go over too good nowadays. Mm -hmm. Ready to get into the word. Got your Bibles? Turn them on. Hold them up. Say this to me. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing book, the word of Almighty God. Thank you today that my ears are open, my heart is open, to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for the word of God. You said your word does not return void, but accomplishes that which it's sent forth to do. Thank you today for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I can't believe this month went by already. We've been doing this teaching on little is big. 
Today we're going to look at the seed, amen. Again, we're talking about little things in life that can become big and some big things in life that can become even little, amen. So week one, quick review. Week one, we talked about the tongue, that even though it is a small member, it has major consequences in our lives. Can anybody say amen to that? Has your mouth ever messed you up? Anybody that it didn't mess up? All of us, right? Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Message paraphrase says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. I choose. Do I want to have an argument with the wife, and I know what I'm about to say? is going to call, well, I just couldn't help it. Well, then you better learn how to get a little self-control in your life. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Boy, quiet in this church today. Come on. We got to work on the flesh. Look, our our spirit man is 100% perfect in him, but we're still renewing the mind and sanctifying the flesh, and we sanctify it through Jesus Christ. Week two. We talked about the little birds and how God told us to consider how they don't worry and that your heavenly Father takes care of them. How much more valuable are you to him than even a little bird? And we looked at Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which surpasseth all understanding. If you ever get a chance, read some of the chapters, and you probably get it on the public domain online, of Fox's Book of Martyrs, and you'll find that many of the early martyrs of years ago, and we know more of being even martyred today, they went peacefully to their death. They went peacefully when they were being burned alive. They were singing praises to God. God's grace is always sufficient for the moment. Amen? It's not, you know, we, we, well, I need to know about tomorrow. No, you need to know about today. Tomorrow will take care of tomorrow. Amen? So in other words, if we were going to the stake, don't even think about it. Be like Peter. He was going to be executed the next day, and the angel had to wake him up to get him out of that prison cell. Right? I don't know about you, but I'm going to die tomorrow, but yet he's... He's sleeping so heartily that the angel had to really whack him to wake him up. Amen? So that's pretty good. And the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Today I want to talk about a seed. Everybody say seed. Seed. Seeds are so small, but yet all of life survives because of them. And Jesus made some amazing comparison about a seed. Now, I looked this up because I heard about this. This is called the Doomsday Vault. All right, I don't know if you can see it there. This vault is buried in the mountains of Norwegian island of Splitburger. Sounds good enough, right? You're not looking at it, so you can't correct me anyway. It's about 800 miles north of the Arctic Circle. It is called the Slavbard Doomsday Vault, and it stores almost a million seed samples from around the world. 
This way, in the event of an apocalypse, there'll be some hope for surviving food source tucked away from the ruins. Is that interesting? Seeds, that's how valuable they are. Would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31? A seed is very small. You look at the seeds of the great redwoods and the great sequoias, and me and Diane many, many years ago went, went there to see them. They're, they're just massive. You feel like, I don't know if any of you remember the, the show that used to be on TV, The Land of the Giants. Anybody remember that? Come on, Lost in Space, Land of the Giants and all that. Anyway, you felt like a, a little nothing compared to this tree that just kept going, going, and going. It all came from a little seed. Look it up online. It's just amazing when you see the size of these seeds. That's why I, I really enjoy the, those Louis uh, Giglio books. I'm, I'm on number 99 in one of the books right now. I thought you said you were reading them to your grandkids. Yeah, I am, but I'm reading them myself too. I'm learning so much from these little things. But he, what, what's so cool is when he brings out something wild, I go on the internet and, and look it up. And today it was on the clownfish and how they literally live where those poison things and it doesn't affect them. Anyway, let's stay with the message. Sound good, guys? I am just overwhelmed by the amazingness of God. He blows us away every day. Amen. You look at the moon and one day it's full and huge and then the other day it's just a little sliver and you look at the stars. Jupiter right now is going to be at the, the closest point that it's been in 70 years to planet Earth. So that real bright star that you think is a star is Jupiter out there. If you had a little telescope you could see the red spot on it. See the moons around it. On and on. The wonders of God just blow me away. Amen. And he says consider the heavens. Consider the birds. He wants us to think about his great creation. In fact, Romans 1 says he gave them over to a reprobate mind because they looked at creation and they worshiped creation instead of worshiping God. Amen. All God wants from us is thank you. Thank you for that sun that keeps us warm. Could have used a little bit more a couple days ago. Amen. Anyway, it's getting us ready for, I don't even want to say that curse word, don't even say it. I heard that, church family. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, you skiers are saying, say it. We want to go skiing. Anyway, Matthew 13, 31. Everybody there? Yeah. All right. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven. And Bob, you shared about the kingdom of heaven last week, right? But he says it's like a mustard seed. Has anybody seen a mustard seed? They are really tiny, right? The Little, little, just a little thing. So he says, the whole kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and he sowed it in the field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. Catch that. The least of all seeds, because you're going to see in a little while that many times we think we need strong faith. We need big this, big that. Here he says, this is the least of all seeds. It's a tiny little seed, but when it is grown, when it is grown, when it is grown, mustard seed, tomato seed, any seed takes time to grow. Yeah. Catch that, so important yeah. because we live in a, 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 an express world today. You know, 
you, you get on that line and you expect your Big Mac or your Whopper in, in less than 30 seconds, if you know what I'm trying to say. But here it says, but when it is grown, me and Diane, Diane's sister, her husband's a big farmer out in Michigan. He milks over a 1,000 cows a day. It's a big farm, amen? So we walk out there. Sometimes we get there early in the year, and the corn stalks are this high. And then you get there later in the year, and them things are 8, 9, 10 feet tall. Just amazing. But they needed the time to grow. If he would have said, I'm, being, I'm impatient, I want it now, when it's only this tall, he's only going to get a third of the harvest and probably won't get the nutrition that comes as it gets to its full height. Right. Right. I love Jersey tomatoes. Anybody else? They are so full, right? But you can't, if you take them off when they're green, they're not the same. Unless you like fried green tomatoes. But when they get red and they get ripe on the vine, there's just something about them, right? Here he says, which indeed is the least of all seed, but when it is grown, I want you to catch that for yourselves. When it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds, last week or the week before, the little birds of the air can come and nest in them. Here's what he's saying. As we grow in the Lord, as we mature in God, as we learn how to operate in the fruits of the Spirit, in the gifts of the Spirit, operate in Him, others can come into our branches, if you know what I'm trying to say. Others can hear the gospel from us. Others can help, we can help them grow. Others can come to our small group. Others can come to our house when they're, discouraged. Hey, are you with me, church family? Look, the scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. That's a big if right there. Be not weary in well-doing. You're going to reap one day. Hold on. Oh, I know when I get to heaven. Who said when you get to heaven? Sowing and reaping, that principle works down here. Amen. So this tiny little mustard seed, it grows quickly into a tree, some as tall as seven or eight feet height, some have grown to the height of 12 feet. Birds flock to these trees because they love the little black mustard seed. Later, Jesus explains that even though a seed is very small, that even when our faith is small, it can still do great things. Amen. You hear people say, I have small faith. Look, we all get the same level of faith when we're born again. God has given to us the measure of faith. So you have the same faith I have, I have the same faith you have. Now what we do with that faith is up to us. Am I going to grow this faith? Some people have strong faith in finances, never have a money problem. They just know God's going to take care of them. Others have strong faith with peace. Everything's going to be all right. Others are very worry, worrisome, but we can develop that faith in our lives. Come on, talk to me, guys. All right, go, go to Matthew 17, verse 20. Matthew 17, 
and verse 20. So Jesus said to them, remember this was about casting out the demon. We talked about this many, many uh, weeks ago. Why couldn't the disciples cast out the devil out of this kid, even though they've cast out devils before? And now Jesus explains it here. Because of your unbelief. Now watch, it's interesting. Because he says, Surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, how many here today would say, I think I have faith as the size of a little mustard seed? Would you agree with me on that? All right, so watch what he says. If you have that little bit of faith, you will say to a mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So he's not talking about great faith here. Now, he does mention about unbelief, because unbelief can knock faith for a loop. Amen? But here he's talking about just a tiny bit of faith can deal with mountains that come against our lives. So quit saying, I don't have faith. I don't know what to do. And start saying, I got faith the size of a mustard seed. I'm going to speak to this mountain, this situation, this problem. And I'm going to see this thing turn around. What is this seed that he's talking about? Well, the Bible brings it out so clear. Let's look at a couple scriptures on it. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23. Always let the word of God explain, amen? You know, I, I don't need to go somewhere and hear 45 minutes of a person talking one scripture. I hope you can get 45 minutes of scripture and a little bit of my yapping. Because it's a scripture that'll set you free, amen? Thank God for vessels that God uses and the different giftings but man, I want the word to speak. Here it is, 1 Peter 1.23. Having been born again. How many have been born again? Raise your hand. Okay, haven't been born again. Not of corruptible seed or seed of a tomato seed or a cucumber seed or a eggplant seed or a pepper seed that will grow, but go right back into the ground and just corruptible, but incorruptible. How? Through the word of God which lives and abides forever. The word of God will abide forever. They have tried everything they can to get rid of the Bible because the Bible puts the standard in the world. Every nation that is a prosperous nation has the Bible as its source or it had the Bible as its source. The Bible has given us the morality of life through the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not lie. That a civilization can live properly in harmony with other human beings. As we pull away from that, what do we see? Lawlessness abounding. Right? No way to get around it. Just look at the videos of what they're showing us of going on in cities and on and on as you have taken away the standard of the word of God. Amen? God's word is a seed. Now catch this. This is so important. And like any seed, we need to give it its time to grow. Watch how Jesus explains this process. Go to, go to Mark chapter 4 
and verse 26. Mark 4 and verse 26. He's going to explain the operation of a seed or faith in our lives or how answer prayer happens. You ready? Say amen. How many want answers to prayers? All right. Well, there's a process. We just think we just say it and it's all done. Watch what he says. And he said, here we go again, the kingdom of God is like a man that scatters seed on the ground. So this isn't a man that digs a hole and puts the seed in. They would make the, the furrows, the, the, the line, and then they would just scatter the seed, okay? Now watch what he says. And he should sleep night and rise by day. Let me ask you a quick question here. How hard is it to sleep? Unless there's a, a, a medical issue, basically, when you're tired, you go to sleep, right? So here he's saying the work is scatter the seed. The seed is the word of God. Are you with me, church? Then he goes to sleep night. He rises in the day. And the seed, watch, sprouts and grows. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crop by itself. Ready? Here's how it happens. First, the blade. Then, the head. After that, the full grain in the head. What is he saying? Plant the seed and leave it alone. Don't dig it up. How many remember in school when they taught us with the lima bean? You remember that? And what, what, what did I do? Dig it up. You want to see what's going on down there. And what happened to that lima bean after that? It didn't grow very good. But if you left it alone, leave your faith alone. How do I do that? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Watch what you're saying about the seed that you're planting. If hands are laid on you for healing, thank God for the healing and don't go, how you feeling? Well, I'm just not feeling good anymore. Oh, my butt is hurting, my back is hurting, my eye. Whatever, stick with the word of God. I'm trusting God. Hands have been laid on me. The Bible says the believer will lay hands on the sick and they shall first the seed, the blade, then the full grain in the head. How many here, you had a sickness in your body or, or a situation arise, and after a period of time, it went away? You got to give things some time. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. One translation, I like it better. It says, you have need of endurance. Endurance. That after you have done the will of God, what's doing the will of God? Taking the little seed, the little bit of faith I have, put it in the ground, and let it grow the way God says it should grow. 
You see what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to show we shouldn't make this difficult. You know, I, I got I to gotta read 16 zillion chapters a day of the Bible. No, read until something jumps at you and then feed on that for a while. Then he says in verse 29, but when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Then he said, to what shall I liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds of the earth. And when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained it, all these things to his disciples. How many here are disciples of Jesus Christ? We all are. So what do I want? To explain it to me. So how do I start? Start with a seed. What is the seed? Let's look again. Turn to 1 Peter 2.2. 1 Peter 2.2. Not choo-choo, 2.2. 2.2. Look what it says, very simple scripture. As newborn babes, when you're born again, you're a babe in Christ, amen? You are spiritually a baby. And as a baby, daddy, mommy, take care of everything. And it just seemed like we first got born again, everything just seemed to happen, right? But here he says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you might grow thereby. I'm going to be bold enough and say it. In this church, you're going to get the word of God. I'm not into all this, you know, I mean, I don't mind the joke here and there and a little story here and there, but we're going to stick with the word of God. Why? Because it's milk to the baby and meat to the mature. Now, I hear people sometimes say, I, I don't go there because all they preach is milk. Listen, I like a good glass of milk every once in a while. In fact, I had me a bowl of Rice Krispies just the other day. And me and Diane tried going to that almond milk. It is forbidden in our house from now on. <laughs> Dear Lord, now if you like it, God bless you. We tried about two months of it, and that was about it. Man, you don't squeeze an almond and get... <laughs> anyway, so as newborn babes... Desire to sincere the pure milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Now let's look at the most powerful of par parables that Jesus gave us. Go to Mark chapter 4 and verse 13. Mm -mm. Listen, church family. I like a steak. And if you're a vegetarian, I like uh, you can enjoy the impossible whopper, whatever they call it. Go for it. I'm not picking on you. Don't pick on me. Amen. But I, I like milk too. Amen. Milk doesn't always like me, but I, I like milk too. Amen. So in other words, there are times that you go back to some basics. In fact, the Bible says, don't forget the elementary things that you were taught in Hebrews. But also we should be growing thereby. And really, you, 
your growth, the true growth, yeah, it comes through pastors, evangelists, uh, prophets, so forth and so on. But I truly believe it comes through your personal study of the word of God. When you're saying, let me take what I learned today and let me dig it a little deeper. Amen? All right. Mark 4.13. Look what he says about this parable of the sower. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? So he's saying this is the primo, this is the primer of parables. It's what primes all the other ones. Ready? Read the first, next five words with me. Come on. The sower sows. So when he taught this parable before, he brought out that the word was a what? A seed. Come on, say it loud. A seed. Now he's telling us that this seed is the word of God. So the word of God operates like a seed. Ready? And these are the ones on the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear it, Satan comes immediately. And what does Satan do? Beats them up. Knocks them over. Confuses them. No, he goes after the word that's planted in your heart. That's all Satan cares about. Why do you think he took uh, the word of God out of school? Why, does he, why do you think he's taking the word of God out of society? Because if he can get the word out, the standard is God. And people will just do whatever they did. Like the children of Israel, they all did what was right in their own sight. Well, let me tell you something. There might be some holy people, but there's a whole lot of ungodly people. And when you start saying, do whatever you want, let's continue on. The sower sows the word. Let's continue. Verse 16. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, they receive it with gladness. Yes, hallelujah, this is what I was always looking for. And they have no roots in themselves. And so they endure for only for a time. I've seen this so much. We're going on our 30th year as a church here. And I was a minister before that. And we see so many times people in church and then you never see them again. What happened? If they're going to another church, God bless them. But if they're not going to church, look what it says here. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the what? The word's sake. There it is again. Goes after the word. So he sees you're excited about the word. Well, let me put a few troubles in there and we start making statements like this. I never had these problems before I got saved. Well, welcome to life. Because most likely you did have a lot of problems before you got saved. But as we read before, anyone that chooses to live a godly life will suffer persecution. Then say affliction there. It says persecution, but in the Old Testament it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Amen. All right. Immediately they stumble. Number three, this is where I feel a lot of Christians are at, including myself. Amen. We all are kind of working in this area right here. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world. Anybody got a few of them in there? Mm. Deceitfulness of riches. Desire for other things. The Amplified says distractions of the age. Every age has distractions. We got a bunch of them. Amen? Look what it does. Though it's different than the other one. It doesn't 
get rid of the word, what does it do? Chokes the word. And it becomes unfruitful. So in other words, it might produce a smaller crop. And Jesus explains it on this last one, verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, they accept it, they bear fruit. But watch how it says it. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some even a hundredfold. Amen? So there's areas in our lives that we're maybe producing 30-fold. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. And some we might be producing 60. I don't know how many areas in my life I'm producing 100. I, I be honest, I don't know if there's any. Amen? I mean, oh, yeah, I walk in love, and then all of a sudden something bad happens. You get all ripped out, and you start getting all mad. Well, that really showed me where I was at. You're never going to know where you're at until a test comes against you. It's easy to be, you know, I'm a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled person. Yeah, in church. Let me say how you act outside of church. Let me, act, let me say how you act when ugly people come against you. Man, getting quiet in this church today. Amen. Verse 21, we got to really rush it now. And he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? Of course, right? You wouldn't put a, a light and stick it under your bed. For there is nothing hid which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has an ear to hear, come on, everybody got an ear here? But he's actually talking about our spiritual ear, right? Let him hear. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you, and to you here more will be given. For whoever has to him will more be given, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. The Amplified Version of verse 24, I brought this out a few weeks ago. It's so powerful. And he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. Listen, guys, I love end time prophecy. You know it. But there's times I got to shut down some of that news because it gets depressing after a while. And it affects me. And I have to get back into the word of God. Amen. I showed Diane. I said, Diane, in the, in the front here of my iPhone, it tells me how much time I'm spending in each area. So I got to judge myself by that. A amen. And he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and of study, thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hears. That is a, that is a mouthful in that scripture. So this word of God is this small seed that he's talking about, and as we put it in our hearts, and watch, give it time, it will produce a big harvest in our lives. Is that beautiful? Yeah. Now listen to this. I just read this, and we'll wrap up here. I read this in a commentary about the mustard seed. I never knew this. Many people don't realize that the mustard seed are a cure-all in the medical world. These seeds contain omega-3 fatty acids, calcium, iron, magnesium, mag whatever the other one is. Uh, I was going to say nicotine, not nicotine. N-I-A-C-I-N, phosphorus, protein, selamine, zinc. 
They speed up metabolism. Boy, I could use some of that. Stimulate digestion, inhibit the growth of cancer cells, reduce asthma, decreases the, the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, lower high blood pressure, prevent migraine headaches, soothe sore throats, treat pneumonia, and help heal skin disease through the application of sulfur that is found in the mustard. Mustard seed have antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, and antiseptic properties. Amen? Let's all go home and squeeze the mustard, right? <laughs> and the author brings out, what a fitting picture. Actually, I looked on Amazon. There is a mustard seed uh, vitamin, so um, I bought them. See how they do <laughs> a lot of good stuff here, right? I believe in vitamins. All right, here we go. I like mustard too, but I know Diane doesn't like mustard. She likes relish. <laughs> I like some of yeah, ew. Anyway, it's a total ooh for me. Anyway, what, then he says, what a fitting picture of the power of the gospel and the cleansing, healing impact that faith in Jesus Christ has on a person. Christ is the cure-all for the sins of mankind. He has the power to cleanse the corrupt, purify the prostitutes, redeem the robbers, transform the troublemakers, wash clean the wicked, deliver the depraved, and absolve the adulterer. John said, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen, amen. Amen. Maranatha, church family. Maranatha. Let's close in prayer. Praise you, Father. Father, I thank you for these last three weeks, Lord, as we just looked at the bird, the, the tongue, the mustard seed Brandy brought out on her teaching about Zacchaeus and Rahab and just the different little people, little things that change us, Lord. And I thank you. I pray that the point that came out today was let the seed grow. Give it some time. Don't keep pulling that seed out of the ground. Let it grow. First the little seed, then the blade, then the ear, then the full grain. Thank you, Father, that we don't need this great faith in fact, you said about the centurion, great faith was just trusting what you said, Lord. That was great faith. And I believe everybody here has great faith because we got the faith of Jesus Christ today. And we can speak to mountains and command them to go. This morning, church, during this Feast of Trumpet few days we have right now, I pray that your heart is ready to meet your Savior. No man knows the day or hour, but Paul says it's like the twinkling of an eye. I was walking the other day, and there was a flash of lightning real quick, and I said, wow, that's how the rapture is going to happen. Quickly like that. Don't take a chance by saying tomorrow, next week. Make sure you're born again. Make sure that you have eternal life. Make sure that when that trumpet sounds, you're going home. How do I make sure? You do what's on the screen right behind me. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved.
So this morning, if you would like to do that, then we're going to pray a very simple prayer. We're all going to pray it together to make it easy for you. But say this prayer from your heart, not just words, from your heart. And the Bible says you will be born again. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ he is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I believe that you rose from the dead. Therefore, as a gift from you, I am born again. My sins are forgiven. I am a new creation today. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around just for a moment. Christians praying softly. If you prayed that prayer today, I'd like to congratulate you. And I'd like to also give you a free gift. Just a little package to help you in your newfound faith. There is no charge for this package. In fact, in the package is a little card. If you don't have a Bible, take that card to our bookstore and they'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. I'm not going to ask you to stand or come to the front, but one of our altar workers is going to see your uplifted hand in a moment and put this gift in your hand to take home and learn about the goodness of Almighty God. So if you're here today, you have never asked Jesus into your heart, you did it today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You would like to rededicate your life. Or maybe you're not sure yet, but you would still like this package before you leave today. Then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that will bring you this gift. Would you slip your hand up, let them see it, and they'll bring you this gift as our free gift to you to help you in your newfound faith. If you're sitting there saying, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, just raise your hand. Let them give it to you. And be sure. Take it home. Read it. Get to know him. Get to know the creator of the planet Jupiter and of the little mustard seed. One more time, I'm going to look around. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Let us see it. And then put it right back down. Right then we're all believers today. On the day of the Hapatso, the day of his return, we'll believe that our church will be empty, amen? That we've done what we were supposed to do, share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, church family? Let's close in prayer today. Precious Father, we do thank you for this time together that we can come and sit and manja together, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for those that are going to be water baptized, Father. It's going to be an awesome night going to be an awesome night, as it always is. I thank you for loving us and caring about us, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. Now, Father, I thank you for each and every person here. The Lord bless you, church family, and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom. And I thank you, Almighty God, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing 
Maranatha again, church family. Go be a blessing. Amen. God bless.